Welcome to the Sigma Dad Pod, where I take you on the journey of learning what it means to be a Sigma Dad. Being a Sigma Dad means being a trailblazer, means breaking the patterns before you, because you know what kind of dad you want to be, and you're showing up every single day to become that person. So if you're ready to be the best dad you could ever imagine, strap in, listen up, and let's do this. My wife and I have been married for 10 years, and I decided I wanted to give advice to myself, you know, 10 years ago. What what would I tell myself about marriage? What would I tell myself about being the best husband and father and you know person I can be and you know 10 years later I have few thoughts few insights and I wanted to share those today the the first thing that I would tell myself you know when I was first getting married was make sure you prioritize the relationship and I think a lot of us especially you know the honey fa- honeymoon phase we do this we we're really really good about this but it's not so much about you know the the romantical things, the lovey-dovey things, the you know the flowers, the the dates. It is about the dates, but we'll get to that here in a second. But it's not so much about these romantic gestures as it is about making sure your spouse is your best friend, making sure you're spending time with them consistently. It can be 10, 15 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a lot. But I think once the honeymoon phase wears off, too many of us just get complacent. We say, well, we're married. Well, we we live in the same house. Well, we exist together. And so that should be good enough. Um, I know my mind definitely went there where, you know, my, I I chose my wife. I married my wife. I, that was the ultimate sign of love. And so why do I need to, you know, do more? What, what, what's the point? Why, why is this a need? But what I've realized is that if you want your spouse to remain your best friend, you need to treat them like it. You need to spend time with them. One of the, the best things that you know we've done in our marriage is I try to make sure at least a few times a week, uh, you know, three, four, five times a week that we are playing a card game together. You know, we like to watch TV at the end of the day, kind of relax, chill. But the problem is if we just watch TV, we're we're just existing next to each other instead of really interacting and building a relationship and growing together and getting to know each other. You change throughout your marriage you know one of the best quotes that I've heard about marriage is that you know during a marriage you get to uh, you know learn to love five different people and hopefully those five different people are all the same person Um, but each person becomes a different version of themselves every 10 years or so and so you as you know the person changing have to continue to grow with person that you said that you love and want to be with but also you have to learn to love the new version of them because they're going to change as well every 10 years or so and so you're going to have a very very different marriage at year I mean even year five than you did at year one and year 10 for sure than you did at year one and so you know I imagine I've only been married 10 years so you're 20 30 40 50 it's you're going to be a different version you're going to be a different person and you need to be okay with and continue to choose to love the person that you married. And the only way to do that is to stay connected to them as they change, as they grow, as they become this new person, because you will lose touch of them. They're not the person you married and that's okay. I feel like too often in movies when, you know, marriages are getting split up and there's divorce, the, the phrase, you're not the same person I married comes up a lot and you're right. They're not the same person that you married with good, good consequences to that. If you are the same person as when you got married, if I was the same person as I was 10 years ago, I'd be very disappointed in myself. I had a lot to learn. I still do. 
but I'm so much further along in so many areas. There's no way the version of my wife, who she is now, would marry the version I was 10 years ago because that version of me had a lot to work on, had way too much to work on. But the version she was at that time accepted me and loved me and chose me. And so now I get to continue to become better and become the version of me that I want to be, but also that puts her as a priority, uh, puts my kids as a priority, spends time together, really makes time to, to do things that we love, find shows that we like to watch together, find card games that we like to play together. Lately, we've been building Lego sets together, which has been really, really fun. When I was a kid, I loved models. Um, many of you aren't going to, maybe some of you all know this, but um, I you know, Gundam Wing was a thing when I was growing up, and there was these models. There was a thousand-piece Gundam Wing model. That was one of my favorite gifts I ever got, and I loved it. And Lego kind of brings that back, not entirely because it's a little bit different, but sitting down and spending time with my kids, with my wife, and just building a Lego set and talking and growing together is amazing. You know, we, we plan to visit Disney World here soon, and so we got the, the Hogwarts Castle. We're just building it and watching the Harry Potter movies and just enjoying life. You can do that and not build a relationship. You could just sit on the couch, sit on your phones, be separate, or you can choose to make just a slight change, just a little bit more effort. And a lot of times we play these card games while we're watching a show. It's it's not super intensive. It's not super laborious, but it's a little bit extra effort, just a little bit. And I wish I had known that 10 years ago, that just a little bit of extra effort would make a huge difference. You know, we, we've had so many less fights, so many less arguments, so many less issues when I've put that as a priority and made sure that we spend quality time and I take the lead on that because that is my wife's love language. She loves the quality time. She loves knowing that I want to spend the quality time. And I feel like that's the more important thing here that it's, it's not exactly about the quality time spent it's about the other person feeling like you want to spend quality time with them. It's like your spouse kissing you out of obligation versus knowing and feeling that they really wanted to kiss you in that moment. It's totally different, completely different. And all it takes is a little bit of intention and a little bit, just a little bit of effort from you. And it can make a world of difference. It really, really can. You know, it's, you, you've got to. You've got to put in that effort if you really want to succeed, and you know that's that's important. The second thing that I would tell myself is that you need to chase fulfillment and not chase the money. If you chase fulfillment, the money will come, but if you chase money, fulfillment won't come. Uh, when I was first married, you know, I I was on a better track than I was a couple of years later, but you know, I thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought I wanted to run a business. You know, at that point, um, when we had gotten married, I had already run, I don't even know, four businesses. Um, I started my first business when I was 12. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. And so that was always important to me, but I had a little vending machine in the city rec center and it didn't make much money, but it was my first experience in that. The other thing that I did was I sold newspaper subscriptions, which isn't running a business, but is sales and is getting out there and doing hard things. Um, you know, I ran an auto detailing business in high school. And so, you know, that was the path that I was on. That's the path that I thought I wanted to go on. And it got really, really hard. And it wasn't what I thought it was. You know, I grew up in 
with an expectation culture of, you know, running a business is <laughs> laughable now, but it's, it's a get rich quick scheme essentially. And that's definitely not what it is, not what it was. So, um, you know, I kind of gave up on that and went down the road of becoming a physician assistant, which I love health. I really, really do. That's something I've been interested in since I was 12, but I changed my mind not because I felt called to help people as a physician assistant, not because I thought that would be the most fulfilling path for my life, but because I realized that I could get a master's degree and make over six figures, and that was what was important. And went through, got my degree, applied, didn't get into PA school, and I realized that I really don't love working with patients. I really don't love working with people who don't want my help, don't want my opinion. They don't respect what I'm, I'm there to do and what I have to offer. And I mean, that bleeds over in today. Anytime I have, you know, I work with a client and they, they don't feel like they're getting the results that they want. And, you know, they decide to stop services. I take it personally and I shouldn't, this is something I'm still working on. But the thing here is, you know, it's fulfilling to me to know that someone respects, knows, loves, what it is that I'm sharing because they can see the results and even the clients that stop services with me no it's not it's not because of the results it's usually because of some other factor uh, because the results happen the results are there like I am very very good at what I do and I, I take huge pride in that and so chasing the fulfillment chasing you know what really drives you what makes you want to work what makes you feel like, you know, if you have to do a little bit of work on a Saturday, it's not a big deal and you actually enjoy it a little bit. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm doing better at taking breaks at not working every single day. Um, but usually there's, there's usually something that comes up a little bit of something and it's not a big deal because I really enjoy what I do. I respect and enjoy working with my clients. I'm very protective of who I work with and who I don't because, it's about fulfillment for me. The money piece isn't as prevalent as it used to be. And, you know, thinking back at where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, that I, I wouldn't receive this message well. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's nice for you to say because you've made it. You make good money. You, you don't have the issues that I have. And if you're in that position, just please, please take my advice. Fulfillment will always outweigh the money because you can enjoy the journey the entire time or you can be miserable and regret it and only enjoy the weekends when you get to enjoy the money you've made. Enjoyment all the time wins every single time. And eventually, if you do it long enough and you're, you get good, out, good enough at it, the money will come. And it's really up to you focusing on becoming the best version of yourself, being the type of person who can make the money, being the type of person who provides the value you know it, it takes time it really really does it takes time to get good at anything but especially in running a business or in your career if you're not purposefully going forward with the ideal of being fulfilled and making money it's just not going to work so fulfillment over income is is key you have to have to have to go after that fulfillment i think the third thing that i would tell myself is that you need to have a hobby. You need to have something that is just for you and you need to allow that time, that space for your spouse. So, um, you know, workout time, that's personal quiet time. That's something that every every person should do. You should have your own routine. You should, and if you have kids and this is hard, allow time for each other. One of you get up early in the morning, one of you take the kids after that or late in the evening, afternoon, whatever it is, 
you need to have that time where you're taking care of yourself personally. And that's, that's not your hobby time. That is care for me time be, so that you can be strong enough and healthy enough and able enough to lead your family, to take care of your family. Like that is, that's a non-negotiable in my mind. But the other thing is you do need some sort of interest, some sort of hobby, some sort of something that just takes you away, just allows you to relax. You know, I have a couple of things that I really enjoy doing. Working out is, is a hobby of mine. I think a lot of people will hop in the gym for 20, 30 minutes, call it a good workout. And, you know, I'm, I'm not that way. I have very, very specific goals and, uh, things that I'm after, you know, preparing for a, uh, a powerlifting meet later this year. And so it's a little bit more for me. Uh, maybe it is for you as well and you can relate, but that, that can't be your only hobby. You know, for Christmas, we got a 3d printer. My, my kids got a 3d printer. I've been more excited about it than they have, I think. And it's been awesome and fun and just a new challenge to, to learn something. So I love snowboarding. We don't get to go nearly as often, but you know, where we're at, we're about an hour and a half away from the mountain. So we get to go here and there. Um, but having a consistent hobby, golf, what, whatever your hobbies are, you need to allow time for each other to be able to do that. You know, you, you should have date night every single week or every other week, a consistent basis. And then, you know, make time during the week or every other week to be able to allow your wife to go out with girlfriends or to do her hobby or whatever it is that she wants. And then make sure that you have that time as well. You need to develop together. That's the the first point that I, I made with you know, prioritizing the relationship, spending that 15 minutes of dedicated, effortful time just to build your relationship each and every day. And then make sure that you get the time to be by yourself, to develop yourself, to become a better version of yourself, and that your spouse gets the same thing. It's a give and take. It's a balance. It's helping your best friend become the best version of themselves. We don't want to be selfish and take and take and take. Like this is, this is life. This is your opportunity to help someone become the best version of themselves. And you get to live with that person. If you are selfish and you take away from your spouse's ability to be the best version of themselves, you get to live with that. And it's your fault. (laughs) It's not always your fault, but in big part, if you are not being accommodating and allowing that person to develop and grow and become the person they want to be, like you would like to do a lot of your marital problems are probably on you and same for your spouse. If they're not allowing that space, um, you know, maybe you guys need to sit down and talk and work some of these things out. Don't, you don't need to focus on all three of these at the same time, but make sure, you know, you say, Hey, I, I noticed we're on our phones a lot. Can we just play a card game, you know, before we watch TV at night or can we, you know, chat, can we, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, can we build some Legos? (laughs) Like you have to spend that time. You have to prioritize, but focusing on one of these and really dialing it in is going to be a lot better than trying to focus on all three and failing at all three, because you're not, you know, putting in the effort like you should, you're not focusing. You're trying to push three boulders at the same time instead of just moving one at a time, which is going to be a lot easier because you can put your full effort into it. So those are three lessons that I've learned after 10 years of marriage. There's a lot of other things that I think I could have covered, but if I was, you know, at the beginning of this journey again, those are the things that I would like to know. Those are the things I feel like would help me the most and the things that I, I didn't learn fast enough that I, I really, really wish I would have. And so if your marriage is great, 
you know, focus on some of these things. If your marriage is struggling, focus on some of these things. I, I think these can help anyone, no matter where you're at in your journey, to be the person that you want to be, to have the marriage you want to have. There's so much good out there. There's so much joy and abundance to be had, but you've got to make room for it. You've got to focus on the things that matter most. And if you don't, life will prioritize for you and you're not going to like it. So go out there, improve your lives, and I'll see you in the next one. I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow, and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it.